Imagine you set your alarm for 9.30 in the morning, make coffee, and sit down on the couch just to get tickets to one of Taylor Swift's Chicago shows for her era's tour. That's how Medill Jr. Bria Lassick started her day on November 15th, waiting in a queue of hundreds of thousands of other Swifties with pre-sale codes. Of course, no one knew how stressful it was going to be. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Isabel Butera. This is Pod Culture, a podcast about arts and culture on campus and beyond. Unless you've been living under a soundproof, Swifty-resistant rock, you probably heard that Taylor Swift is back with her sixth tour known as the Eras Tour. With huge demand and for the singer who hasn't toured since 2018, it seems like almost no one was able to get tickets for her 52 shows across the United States, including myself. Today, we talked to the lucky ones who did. Lassick was one of them. Obviously, it's not my fault that I have them, but at the same time, I just know how many people have wanted to go. And so you almost, like, you just don't want to, like, rub it in people's faces. Like, yeah, I, I did survive the war. Like, I did get them. And the war she's talking about? Lassick and other fans expected to spend a while in the Ticketmaster queue, but they didn't expect a wait of over six hours. What if we're driving to class or walking to class and whatever the internet cuts out or whatever it is we're like we're, we're staying on this couch and we did for six hours my boyfriend brought us lunch and coffee at like two different points like it was a whole deal Medill's sophomore brooklyn moore similarly spent eight hours staring at her laptop watching ticketmaster's blue bubble move across the screen as she slowly progressed through the queue she did all of this while sick with the fever i don't deny that it's like crazy like I understand that, and I understand that most people wouldn't be willing to do it, but it's my own crazy, and like, I'm okay with that. Like other Swifties, when Moore logged into Ticketmaster, she received a notification that the queue was paused due to extraordinarily high demand. Ticketmaster later pushed back the ticket sale for West Coast cities and canceled general ticket sales because of insufficient inventory. That really ticked me off because I was like, you know exactly how many people you gave codes to and you know exactly how many people signed up to get a code. Ticketmaster left people like Moore frustrated, especially with many resellers buying tickets and listing them at prices upwards of $30,000. Some Swifties even filed a lawsuit with the LA County Superior Court, alleging that Ticketmaster has a monopoly on primary and secondary markets that violates antitrust laws. Moore was lucky, though. She secured tickets for herself and her sister for the April 23rd Houston show. Thank God. If I didn't get tickets in the end of all of that, I think, I don't know what I would have done, like, beside myself. What made it worth waiting eight hours to get tickets for Taylor Swift? I went to her Reputation concert in high school, and it was hands down the best concert I've ever been to. She just puts on such a production, like such a show. Moore had tickets to Loverfest, Swift's concert scheduled right before the pandemic. Since then, Swift released three new albums. Her most recent album, Midnights, broke Spotify's record for most streamed album in a single day. The Eras tour promises to include songs from all 10 Taylor Swift studio albums. As a musician, Taylor Swift is known for her deeply loyal fan base that connects online over hidden meanings in her discography. Gweinberg sophomore Kate Payne wrote about the connection that Taylor has with her fans for a final project. 
for my religion class that was on cults and like new religion. So I kind of talked about the religion of Taylor Swift. While Payne doesn't worship Taylor Swift, she admires her songwriting ability and dedication to her fans. She just really listens to her fans and doesn't just write songs about her exes or things like that. Like she wants to connect with people and has all these Easter eggs and special hidden things in her albums. Payne not only appreciates Swift's songwriting, but also how she uses her platform for good. She's really empowering for young women mm -hmm. and is not afraid to speak her mind. In the past, though, Swift was criticized for her political inaction, only recently coming out politically during the 2018 election cycle. Now she encourages her fans to vote, and she speaks out often about the struggles of being a woman in the entertainment industry. If there's one thing we can be sure of is that Taylor Swift resonates on Northwestern's campus. A group me of Taylor Swift fans called the NU Taylor Swift Society has over 200 members. When new albums are released, Northwestern spaces on social media are flooded with Swifties discussing the new music or planning listening parties. Last year when Brad Taylor's version came out, my roommate and I, we just like lied on the floor and as soon as it came out, we're like, hit play. I went to the bathroom at one point and I heard the other girls doing it on our floor too and I was like, this is so real. This is so universal. That was Weinberg sophomore Sam Kliss. She remembers dancing to Taylor Swift's music all the way back to her Fearless album. I think part of it is just like having grown up with her. Like, I feel like even if you're not a huge fan, there's some nostalgia to all of it because it's just something that everyone's grown up with. For members of Gen Z, Taylor Swift has been producing music for literally our entire lives. According to market research website Audience, about 40% of Taylor Swift listeners are between ages 18 to 24. Taylor Swift's debut album came out in 2006, when most current college students were not yet in kindergarten. Or, as Moore puts it, You know every word to every song. She sings songs that I listened to when I was eight, and like it just like brings you back. Taylor Swift begins the Eras tour March 17th in Glendale, Arizona. She'll perform three shows in Chicago at Soldier Field from June 2nd to 4th. Ticketmaster and Taylor Nation have yet to announce any additional ticket sales after general admission sale was canceled. Long story short, this is me trying not to be jealous of everyone who gets to see Taylor Swift live. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Isabel Butera. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pod Culture. The audio editor of the Daily Northwestern is Erica Schmidt. The digital managing editors are Joanne Hayner and Olatunji Osha Williams. And the editor in chief is Alex Perry. Make sure to subscribe to the Daily Northwestern's podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud to hear more episodes like this.